The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals participating in the show. All persons described or mentioned in the podcast should be considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. This podcast contains subject matters such as violence and graphic descriptions along with adult language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Well, ladies and gentlemen, fall break is upon us. My 24th anniversary is this weekend. And instead of Coach and I taking the entire week off and not giving you an episode, we wanted to re-release, do a fall rewind back to episode three when we discussed the case of Gary Sudbrink. If you've not listened to this episode in a while, it is one of our favorites, as well as a follow-up episode later in our career where we got to interview Mr. Sudbrink. So without further ado, this week's episode is Gary Sudbrink. Thank you again for all your support, and tune in next week with a brand new case fresh out of Georgia. An unannounced trip from Texas to New York becomes incredibly strange for a man named Gary Sudbrink. Strange questions from strange men and a series of phone calls from an unknown entity make Gary question his own reality. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruise Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of You're Being Impersonated by the Other Voice. Welcome to Mysterious Bruise Podcast, coming to you from a deep, dark, dank, moist <laughs> basement somewhere in Georgia. It's very moist because it is hot. Yes, it is. It's very Every, hot. Everybody, every, when it comes wintertime and I hear people complaining and bitching about the cold, I'm going to remind them. Oh, I do that every year. Like, every year when somebody says, like you, it's so cold, I'm you like, so, you sons of bitches yeah. just whining yeah. in August. You sons of bitches asked for this. Yeah. Now look at you, all musty. Musty. Like musty as shit. Just keeping gold bonding <laughs> in business. All right, so today we bring you the case of Gary Sudbrink. Or, as it is known, you are being impersonated by the other voice. And this is right in my damn wheelhouse. I love shit like this. To say that... Coach is giddy is an understatement. I mean, we got clear movement, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> we have lots, lots, and lots. I, I mean, this, to me, is what this podcast is all about. I love this case. I have been obsessed with this case for many years now. More so. importantly than the case, uh, what are oh. we drinking? Oh, well, we, today, were fortunate enough to get... I had to make a long trip down to Kennesaw because our country asses don't live in a place that has good beers. So, since our case takes place in New York, um, we went down to Kennesaw and received some Brooklyn Brewery. We got their flagship beer. It is Brooklyn Lager. It is very, very tasty. It's a uh, golden color. It's got good malt taste and... uh a little bit of bitterness too, so it is a. Uh, I don't know. Should we start grading our beers, or we, should we just no? Fuck it. We'll just enjoy. Yeah, we'll them. just drink them. Hey, 
Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. It tastes marvelous. Yeah, well, I mean, if we start if we start grading beers, we're going to have to get beers we don't like and then just start giving them fucking One negative star, twos. Yeah, and I'm not doing that. So, well, I'm just going to buy stuff that I yeah, like. Yeah, just buy stuff. We'll drink it. But yeah. uh, I will say this that... This is very, uh, very good. So, if you get it fresh. As you listen to this, this will be our third episode. Um, we definitely are trying to work out the kinks. We have received... A uh, good amount of positive feedback. Yes, we uh, but we did receive some constructive criticism, so that's good, and we're trying to improve that. And please understand, we are working as diligently as we can to fix these technical difficulties, the mic booms, the low voices here, the low voices there. You know, we are. This is a learning process oh, yeah. for both of us. We didn't. We didn't take no classes on we that. Did, re- we did record the first episode twice because the first one was much worse than it. <laughs> but other than that, we kind of just sit down, drink beer, and talk. We don't. Yeah, that's it. Well, and I want to touch on the beer. You know, going to Kennesaw, there is this little little place that nobody knows about. And for some reason, every time we go in there, she always has the beer that we're looking for. And it's a hole in the wall. It's Kylie's Corner Store. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I think she reads our minds. Like, I just walk in. Hey, have you ever heard of Brooklyn Brewery? Yeah, I got got some in today. Oh, look at that. Yeah. It's kind of like Twilight Zone. Hell yeah. We would like to thank Kylie and her expertise in stocking all the great beers. All right. So, uh, like Coach said, we are working on our technical difficulties uh, at the time of this recording, Apple still hadn't got off their ass and approved our podcast. So you That's can crazy. find us on PodCoin. You can... Uh, it's per- oh, I personally wish PodCoin would sponsor us because I freaking love PodCoin. I am 6,000 PodCoins in, the, in my bank. As soon as I get to 20, I'm cashing it in for a $50 gift card to Amazon because... I li- we listen to podcasts all the time, so you might as well listen to a podcast that actually pays you to do so. And right now, as of this recording, we are an actual bonus episode, so you actually get uh, an extra half a point just for listening to us, which is awesome. And if you will visit our Instagram page or our Twitter page, PodCoin has graciously given us a code, and you can find that code oh, yeah, that's on right. those two for extra coinage. I think it's extra 300 coins, either for a charity or for your personal account. That is amazing. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, the only thing that made me mad, PodCoin did anger me, because I immediately listened to us on there to get my, my PodCoins, and I wanted to hear how we sounded on an actual podcast. We are pretty quiet on the first one on PodCoin. We're, again, we're trying to fix that. But the next day, I looked, and we were bonus. After I listened, I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> but we do like, I do like popcorn, so. All right, so getting into the case, I want to just reiterate what was in the opening that Coach spoke on. It is 1993. Gary Sudbrink is an Air Force captain stationed in San Antonio, Texas. He is part of the medical work unit. On February 7th, 1993, Gary plans a surprise trip to Long Island, New York to visit his family. He does not tell anyone of his plans, not even his superiors. His superiors didn't know? I mean... Well, 
from what I could research, his superiors. I mean, knew they're he the was ones that <laughs> they gave him the leave. They he just did not tell him, "Hey, I'm leaving from Texas and going to New York." Oh, he okay. Just said, he be, just okay. I'm they just thought up. he was chilling in the yeah. barracks or something. Yeah. Well, well, he's he's Air Force, correct? Yes. So he's not not the barracks. We're talking about the Hyatt Regency, probably. Yeah. Or if he, you know, you know, really hardcore Air Force Air stuff. Force guy, yeah. Uh, maybe the Holiday Inn. Yeah. No, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. As Gary goes to the airport, he is approached by a man with a clipboard. And yes. Coach, I'll let you do this one. Yeah, he's essentially approached with a man with a clipboard, and the guy's asking him uh, just a series of normal questions. You know, uh, Gary assumes he's taking a survey or something, but so he's he's humoring the guy. He's telling him, and then, but he's like, uh, the guy asks him his name. What's he doing there? How long is he going to be gone from Texas? Um, several things of that nature. And then eventually he gets annoyed. He doesn't want to answer the question. So I don't know what he said, but essentially tells the guy to piss off. Like, yeah. go away. And the the one thing that I researched did not separate the two instances. Um, it's documented that he has this phenomenal memory. He can recall stuff very well but when it gets to what the specific questions were about he knows that they asked his name he knows that they asked him why or how long he'd be gone from texas but other than that he can't remember you know anything outside of that well i mean you're in an airport you're busy i know yes. it is pre-9-11 so you're not having to go through the the scrutiny you do now but i mean you're worried about missing your flight you're worried about getting something to eat you're you know you got other things on your mind so that's not terribly uncharacteristic i mean you may have a great memory but if it's just not something you really at the time he probably thought okay this guy's going away he's never gonna have to worry about this again but as we know that's not the case here true and then he was approached again on the plane on the plane itself yes and is a completely different guy if you when you start doing uh if you do your own research like reddit the original post says it's the same person that had the clipboard, but it, it is not. It is not the same person. He's a completely different person, but they ask him the same type of questions. And then I had where he gets a little concerned about what's going on and thinks maybe somebody's trying to rob him. Like, they know he's going to be out of town, so he calls his landlord and is like, hey, look, just keep an eye on things. And so, therefore, the landlord's the only person he ever told that he was not going to be home. He didn't tell him that he was in New York. He just said, look, I'm going to be away for a couple of days. Just keep an eye on stuff. Okay. Um, Which is smart. I mean, that's you know, yeah. that's some street smarts. You, you, you start being questioned by strangers about your activities. Yeah, you, you're going to have a little bit of... Gary does comment that there was nothing out of the ordinary about the looks of these men, that they were not... They were just basically your average, you know... White dudes. Yep. Um, no crazy characteristics or anything, like scars down their face. Um, so the next day, February 8th, 1993, Gary and his father meet Cole Bonkevsky. Bonkevsky is the director of Intercontinental Uf UFO... Jesus. UFO Research and Analytics. He was the spokesperson at the 1978 UFO hearings at the UN. They were going to meet with Von Kefsky to discuss 
a siding that Gary's father had. Gary did not have a siding and was just along for the ride. Uh, yeah, that is a new one for me, and I, I did a lot of research on this. Uh, where did you see that? It's actually the guy that we have to give all the credit to on normalparanormal.org. Yes, definitely. If if you want to research this case, that is the one to go to, because that's where I got a lot of mine from, too. The uh, And I apologize for not knowing the gentleman's name, but he actually did an phone interview with Midnight in the Desert or something like that. There's a YouTube video. It's 25 minutes long. Is his name Justin Bamforth? Yes, that is him. Justin I just Bamforth. looked it up. Yeah, Justin Bamforth. Thank he, you, sir. Yes, We appreciate thank you. you. Thank you, thank you. Because without you, we would never have gotten this far. No. But anyway, so after this whole thing with Gary and his father going to meet the uh, UFO research and analytics dude to talk about a sighting his father had. Gary decides to call his longtime friend Mike and let Mike know he's in town. And so Mike says, uh, yeah, man, I talked to you on the phone the other day. And Gary is like, WT? It was the day before when Gary was actually flying. Yes. So. And Gary was like, no, man, I didn't call you. And Mike was like, yeah, you did. You sounded just like you normally do, but sounded like you were coming down with a cold, like you had a stuffy nose or something. You told me you flew into LaGuardia, but that's not true. It is not true. Where did he fly into, he Coach? He threw in JFK. That is right. In New York, there's two Big airports. airports. Yeah. All right, so it was at this time he hears a beat letting him know that there's another call coming in. And this is around 10.30 p.m. As soon... It is actually, yeah, it's right at 10.30 on February 8, 1993. As soon as he realizes that this is a little odd, he presses record on the answer machine and records the phone call. And so we will let you hear that first phone call. Yeah, it's actually, it's not the, uh, that he doesn't have it all because, of course, who's just automatically starts recording a phone call. But once he realizes something strange, he clicks record. And here is the first phone call. Steven, are you playing games with me or what? Huh? Steven, if you're playing games, I'm going to kick your ass. So how long are you going to be back from Texas? Huh? You're being impersonated by the other voice. Yeah, this is you, Steven, you idiot. You're pissing me off. Jerk. I'm going to get you one. Let's see what it says. Review. One new call out of area. Is Steven out of the area? Are you going to be back from Texas? Wait, say that again? You are being impersonated by the other voice. Wait, hold on. Is Steven out of the calling area or what? What do you mean you don't know? He's in Queens. I don't know who the fuck. Sounds like a robot. 
So as you can see, or as you can hear rather, that is creepy as hell. I don't know what exactly I would do if you called me and that that is just crazy. Well, at the end of it, you can tell he is freaked the hell out. And he says I mean, at the very end, I'm going to call Mike back. Yeah. So he's going to call Mike back to make sure, like, because like we said earlier, Mike claimed to he, have heard from him the day before. While he was in the air. And so he didn't call his buddy Mike, and now this robotic voice is telling him you're being impersonated. All right, so the first call lasts approximately three minutes, 45 seconds, probably a little bit longer than that because he pressed record after he initially answered the phone. Yeah. Um, if you want to know exactly what is said, um, Normal again, Paranormal has a transcript. Yeah, yes. Normal Paranormal has the transcript of the call. It's... Um, it's important to point out that Stephen, the the man he's taught, the man he claims it is, says he, he well, the man he's going to kick, <laughs> he's going to kick Stephen's ass. Yeah. Which you got to love that New York attitude and uh, 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 accent. But um, jerk. <laughs> Stephen's actually his brother, and um, they, and there's a an odd. They're not known for pranking each other, but Stephen swears that Gary pranked him one time and Gary denies it. Yeah, a few years prior to this incident. Yes. Stephen is on his way to a wedding and tells Gary, look, dude, you pulled up beside me and started making all these weird faces to get my attention. And then once you, I, I saw you, you just drive off. You just drove off. And Gary claims to have been in Long Island at the time. 
Yeah, he was in Long Island, and Stephen was going to a wedding somewhere in Long Island. But the problem with it is Gary did not have access to a vehicle Correct. at the time. And another WTF moment is Stephen describes a car that Gary does own, but it is sitting in a garage in Texas, San Antonio, Texas, to be exact. So I said, I mean, what the fuck <laughs> with the voice? I mean, and okay, so it's clearly a robotic voice, but he's. It's like he's losing steam. He's telling him, you're being impersonated by the other voice. And. What other voice? I mean, I know the call to Mike. I know, but just the way that is worded. It's not saying, he didn't say you're being impersonated by the other person. Someone is impersonating you. He says, you're being impersonated by the other voice. And he, and the voice says, how long are you going to be back from Texas? That is, is a really weird way to word something. Yeah. Instead of, hey, how long is it going to be until you get back yeah. to Texas? Like, hey, when are you coming home? Like a, a normal human would say, hey, when are you coming home from Texas? When are you coming home from New York? But, uh... Yeah, and so, again, the, the it's almost like... And this gets into MIBs because a lot of claims by people that have had contact with MIBs say that they, they speak in a robotic-type voice. They speak, you know, the jargon and the, the syntax is a little bit off. Um... Yeah, I mean, how long are you going to be back from Texas? That is just that people don't talk like that. No, not at not at all. And then it gets real slow. Is Gary Sud Sudbrink there? So it's like he's struggling to yeah. talk at times. Yeah. And then the voice says, "So again." You're being impersonated by the other voice. So how long are you going to be back from Texas? And you can't re- at the towards the end. You're like you can't make stuff out. And then it's Sudbrink there. So it goes on and on and on. And you can tell that Gary is freaked the fuck out at the very end. So that was at ten thirty. The first call occurs at ten thirty. Yeah, and then at eleven, around eleven, eleven ten, there is another call. There's a second call, and this call is going to be about three minutes and 40 seconds, just so you know. Yes, and so this is the second call. What is your question? Yes, uh, speaking. Where are you calling from? 
Yeah, why don't you tell me where you're calling from? What do you mean, who is this? You should know who it is. It's me, Gary. Sky, he said. I'm officially done at this point. Like I would be out. Yeah. There's no. See I would, you, mom and dad. But like, mom, I'm dad, all the way back. Yeah, to I'm gone. I walk. I, I'm out of the house. There's no way I'm staying there. Like, so at the beginning of that phone call, I mean, the guy just. I, and I know we'll get into the theories, but the guy just sounds like, like he's struggling to speak. Yeah, I mean, it, it literally sounds like he is running on fumes. Fumes, yeah, like. And then, are you back from Texas? And then, how long are you going to be back from Texas? Now, this time, how long are you going to be back from Texas? We add from. But it's still, the way that the voice is, is wording these questions is weird. Yeah, like, yeah. And then he did the say voice. he said back from Texas last time as well. But now there's, are you back from Texas? And then he adds the extra s's. Yeah. 
Who is this? Then the voice asked, who is this? Yeah, the voice asked, who is this? <laughs> Are you drunk? You called me. He said, what do you mean? Who's this? You should know. It's me, Gary. And uh, and then he just starts with the, the, the keep an eye on the skies, near Orion, the full moon. What? <sighs> and we'll get into more of Gary's dad's you know, comments, but his dad basically says, let me talk to him. I've had a sighting. Yeah. And so he keeps, the voice keeps repeating near Orion, keep your eyes on the skies. Orion, keep your eyes on the skies. Near Orion. And then the, the, the comment I found the most puzzling is the show double of you or show double from you or whatever. Yeah, it says show double of you. Like, that is just... <laughs> Cut the tension. I, I mean, I'm out. I promise you, I'm out at this point. I'm gone. You call me and say this, I'm I'm done. I'm not. I'm I've already called the police. All right. So, it, <laughs> and and the bad thing here is, it's just, uh, it, uh, it, I mean, he's gone through two phone calls in forty minutes. Roughly 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. So both of those first two calls, it sounds like whoever's talking is losing power. Or just, you know, like I said, he's running on fumes. And so now we get to another crazy-ass moment. This crazy bastard calls back. Well, I mean, we, we, we've skipped a bunch of what the fucks, but there's a whole bunch oh, of yeah, what the a, fucks. There's a basket load of them. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of what the fucks in that Back the truck call. up, boys. I mean, we're going <laughs> Every single comment the voice makes is a WTF. Is a WTF. But that's not enough for this guy because at 11.38 p.m. He's... So we're looking at 25, 30 minutes yeah, later. 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes later. And everybody's like, oh, well, you know, Gary should have went to bed. Um, <laughs> if someone calls you robotic voice twice oh. in about 40 minutes. This was 1993. It's 2019. I still wouldn't be sleeping. No. I still would not be sleeping. Honey, grab the gun. We're going to stay in a motel. So, so he this, receives a third phone call of the night. Yes, and this third call is going to last approximately 3 minutes and 33 seconds. And so here is the third call. Okay. Yeah, it's taking time from the tour. Who is this? Stephen, I'm gonna, you're, this is not funny, you know. Brian, it's not Stephen. What do you mean, Brian? I mean, Gary. Uh, How do I know it's not Stephen? It's not Stephen. Hello? I had a uh, UFO experience in West Virginia, which you probably know. And I know that you're into uh, an intergalactic person. Can you speak a little louder? Sir, can you speak a little louder? Louder? Let me speak to him, Dad. I guess I don't know what All right, I'll hang up so you can talk to me. He wants to talk to you. Okay. Hello, can I help you? Hello. Yes. Yes, that's me. Yes, could you please identify yourself? 
Identify. Yeah, I'm back. I'm in Texas right now. Oh, he asked me a question. No, I'm in New York right now. You know that. Why are you asking me such a question? Yes. Stephen, if this is you, um, I swear to God, I'm going to be pissed. Huh? I'm trying to listen to him. Who are Excuse me? I'll be back from Texas. Uh, could you speak more? Please speak more. I guess it's not Stephen. I believe it because I'm getting static. Let me go on this phone because I can never hear on this phone. Hold on. Okay. Okay, please speak. now, but we'll go outside. It was show double from me. Repeat that again. So as you can hear, well, as you can barely hear, the 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 voice on the other end seems to be even more out of out of steam. Like he is barely, you can barely hear him for most of it. Like definitely at the very beginning, you can't even hear the voice. But and I think that has something to do with Gary's dad being on the line. To be honest with you, I think so too. But yeah, still. another basket full of. Yeah, basket full of what the fucks. This is off the charts on the what the fuck meter because the line of questioning is very strange. Just going back to his dad is just verbally vomiting all over the phone. Now, that is true. Yeah, I mean, his dad definitely was not helping the case, but you still should be able to hear somebody. Yes. No, I agree. It's just... You know, his dad, his dad, his dad, and then finally Gary's like, "All right, he wants to ask." Which you can't be mad at any of no, because you're staying involved. With him. Because first of all, he's your dad. Second of all, and you're staying. You're with getting him. weird ass phone calls. Of course, somebody's going to be. Um, uh, Once his dad hangs up, it does get louder. It does get better. But the same type of the questioning, the same type of Texas, leave, yeah, the Texas. Is, Keep your eye on the skies. The full moon show double from you. That's what freaks me out. And and Gary thinks that the moon's going to show double, but I think this has something to do with, you know, was it this? Yeah. In this phone call, the voice says, here is Gary Sudbury, as he's 
yeah. saying, this is him. Here he is. He's going to show double from you. Gary thinks the moon's going to show double from you. Here is Gary Sudbury. Who the fuck is he talking to? I know. That's what I want That's to know. a who the fuck. Yeah. That's a new one. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Do we count that one? That is worth <laughs> 10 what the fuck. Yeah. I mean, who's he talking to? Is he... And Gary's trying. He's re- he's like, I don't know where Orion's at, but we'll go outside. We'll look for it, and then all of a sudden, click. So that basically ends the that. horrific night of February yeah, that, the eighth, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, always remember that night. And so we're done with it, correct? No, 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 no. Oh, before we move on, we might want to point out that Brian, who Brian is. Yes, Brian is Gary's older brother. So, so in the family... He's moved on. Yeah. <laughs> trying to move on from Stephen, and now he thinks Brian is pranking him. So Brian is the oldest, Gary is the middle child, and Stephen is the youngest. So his dad screws up and calls Gary Brian, and he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Who's Brian? You know, Brian, your brother, dumbass. And, you know, <laughs> no, no, I'm blaming Stephen. And so, you know, anybody that has a brother or sister, your parents have gone through the whole list of gamut. Michael, Joshua, Joseph, Jenkins, John, Judy, Jacob, Jingleheimer, Schmidt. Schmidt. Get your ass over. You know who I'm talking to. You get over here. <laughs> so, somehow Gary decides that he's going to go to bed. And he probably did not no, sleep because I not promise you, sir. I would be in a corner pissing I myself. promise you. I ain't sleeping. So we fast forward to the next day, February 9th, 1993, and this is approximately at 10.20, 10.21 p.m., and this is the fourth call, and this call lasts approximately three minutes and 55 seconds. And again, what the hell? So here is the fourth call. Yes, this is me. Can I speak to you? Can I ask why you're... Yes, can I ask why you're calling? Can I please ask... Yes, this is... Yes, that is me. I have to think about that. 
me tell you something. I've been listening to you. And I've had contacts with you. You have? Please explain what type of interference. one's even weirder than the other three. <laughs> yes, this is definitely the weirdest one, and it does happen to be, thank God almighty, the, the last, last one. one. Yeah. I don't think, personally, sitting here, I could even handle another one, much less if I was Gary himself. It is also the first time you hear a what is described as a whirring sound. So, And there's... I think there's two or three instances. Yes, he said, after the voice says, to visit the many, to be contacted as the same with you, you hear a whirring sound, and then it repeats. And then, yes, and so, on the voice, this time it's a lot stronger, similar to the first call. Correct. Um, there's not as many inintel- unintelligible, you know, words or sounds. Yeah, he... he, he, he <sighs> By the third call on the first night, it definitely seemed like whatever was speaking lost energy, like was just out of steam. Yes. This fourth call happens um, while Gary's mother's out of the house. And in the house at the time of this call is Gary, his father, and his Uncle Tom. Gary's father had a sighting with his Uncle Tom. Did uh, his uncle have a cabin? Yeah, maybe, because I thought the same thing when I read that the first time. <laughs> Does his Uncle Tom have, have a cabin, cabin and was in it, the woods? Was it written about? So basically, <laughs> Gary's dad has had two sightings. He's had one by himself, and then he had a sighting with his brother Tom, which is Gary's uncle. So we're talking UFO sighting. Yes. Okay. And um, now, 
here's where we get into not only more WTFs, but also that this voice is a recording or it's disguised and it's being played on a loop. I mean, I think that the whirring sound is, the whir- I think is, you a, have is a to red cons- flag. I think, yeah, I think that sound has to uh, indicate that it is a recording. Now, because the whirring sound occurs when, and then it repeats itself exactly. Now, to counteract this whole recording thing, keep in mind, Gary has never had a sighting of his own. He does work for the Air Force, but he has not had a sighting on his own. His father and his uncle have had a sighting. They decide to go to an observatory in West Virginia one weekend because they had read that this observatory had been basically cut down by a UFO laser. And so they were like, hey, hop in the car. We're going to drive down to West Virginia from New York, and we're going to see if that radio tower has been cut down by one of our UFO lasers. <laughs> now, it would definitely have to be a UFO laser because all the lasers I've seen are yeah, not capable. No, no. They'll just, <laughs> they'll just burn your retina. Now, here we get into... Well, why are you two dumbasses bringing this up? The reason I bring this up is the tower that they go to see is famous for finding a helical gas cloud around what? Orion. What? Uh, All right, so... Going back to, could it be a hoax? Uh, Yes, it definitely could be a hoax. It could be a recording. It could be someone playing it on a loop. But, and I just want to play the devil's advocate here. If you have any research into Men in Black, they report that after a long time frame, that it appears that these MIBs lose steam and they need to leave and they will leave abruptly. And they're very mechanical in the way they talk. They're the syntax in the way that they speak is extremely weird. Now, what does this all mean? It means get the hell out of New York and go get away. I mean, run. As fast as I'm going back to work can. in Texas, and, and I'm going to find somebody and be like, "Look, which one of you some bitches? Which one of you some bitches hit me? Yeah, which one of y'all kicked me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you the what? Another what the fuck is the abruptness of it? It's over. It ends. Never happens again. It never happens again. Never. Not one time. So you receive three phone calls in one night. And then a, a fourth phone call the next night, and it never happens again. You don't hear anything ever again. And when this first happened, Linda Moulton Howe investigated it. She presented, I think, the first phone call at a MUFON conference. Um, but Gary has stated to, uh, what was his name, Justin Bamman from the Bamforth. 
Justin Bamforth actually reached out to Gary and had conversations with him, and Gary told him that the the biggest thing that he wonders about is if he had never called Mike to tell Mike that he was in town, would any of this have taken place? Oh, wow. Hmm. And it makes you think, because once he calls Mike, he knows something fishy is going on because Mike says, no, dude, you called the, just yesterday. Hmm. And then that's interesting. Fast forward a couple hours, then the phone calls start. Yeah, and at the very end of the first phone call, he's like, I'm calling Mike back. i yeah. got to find out what's going and on. And I would love to know if he called Mike back. And I would love to know what that is. conversation was because that's, that's very true. It was not recorded, but... Yeah. Man, that's that's a good that's a good question. Would this even happen? I mean, what? Whew. All right, so <laughs> it's yeah. Again, what? Like, Jesus. What the fuck? So yeah, I don't know. I'm at all. I'm all. I'm I'm almost at a loss for words. I just can't wrap my head around this. I mean, if. We have. We're going to address the fact that even if it's real, if is this just a prank? Is it really someone pranking him? And if it is, if it is, it was well done. It hats off because I'm gonna stop a mud hole in your it, ass. It would have worked. It would have freaked me out. You would have accomplished your goal. And if it is a prank, you just uh, you pass it off. You don't ever ever talk about it again. But if you hook on to the idea that this is a genuine thing there are no answers what i mean honestly what the fuck's going on why is this happening to him and i i guess i hold on to the fact that there's been preceding events in this there's the case of his little brother saying, look, dude, you pulled up beside me in your car. And he's like, yeah, man, my car's in well, te- in San Antonio, Texas. And also, if you just want to pass this off as a prank, oh, it's a funny prank. The, the voice is asking him the similar questions to the two people at the airport and on the plane. He has stated that. That are you? How long are you going to be back from Texas? Was something that both men asked him. So, are you going to prank this man that far for seventy-two hours, and you're going to hire two strangers to speak with the man? Yeah, this isn't an episode of Punked. No, no, especially in '93. And so you can say that, okay, well, Gary did this. Those those two men didn't exist. Gary is the one who set this all up. But here's the thing. Why? And to what end? I mean, To what means? Yeah, he hasn't made money off this. And the only person I know that has even covered this would be, you know, Bamfort that wrote the, he's written a book that chronicles this along with other things. And then Linda Moulton Howe covered it. And you know. there's another lady, Sue. Oh my lord, this is just a terrible name to pronounce. W S I A T E K. Swatek? Really? Swatek? Why can't we just phonetically, like, if you have a fucked up <laughs> last name, in parentheses, phonetically she, say she how to say it? She is also a, um, a UFO researcher. 
and she also presented this case at a uh, event. It's on YouTube. Uh, she presents several events, uh, trying to talk about the men. It's it's a spokes around the men in black. But other than those three people, yeah. It's it. To be honest with you, I was not aware of this case until you brought it up yeah. to me. And and if you try to research it, you'll find every motherfucker in the country named Gary Sudbrink. He's got there's Gary Sudbrinks out there that have plumbing. The act. If you go onto Reddit, the actual factual person that this happened to that Gary Subbrink has a YouTube page but it's just a few random videos it has nothing nothing to do with this is on that video on that YouTube page and he does not have many many followers he's not he's not tried to quote unquote cash in on this yeah, event so and I guess that's my thing if he was trying to cash in on it then you would have expected to find I would have expected to find more clips of him being on Larry King yeah exactly or something like you know doing doing something Sally along Jesse those Raphael. lines yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna do the talk show circuit yeah. this, this crazy shit happened to me but that's not the case so to say that it's that he hoaxed it I just don't think he, I I can't buy I, I can't buy into that minute. because if you're going to go through this much trouble it's not like him two boys from Carswell that <laughs> shot the Bigfoot so two beavers and a possum together. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Those people that in our great state of Georgia <laughs> hoaxed the Bigfoot, they were everywhere. They held a press conference. They they did talk shows. They were on CNN. I was teaching at the time, actually teaching a class, and was interrupted by someone. And was like, dude, they have actual proof of Bigfoot from Carsville, Georgia. Look, I don't. <laughs> I don't I, think it's coming from Carsville. When proof happens, I did. It's not listen, coming from Carsville. I'm sorry, I interrupted your class. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, but I was. <laughs> I was ecstatic. I, I was, wanted to believe. Finally. <laughs> Vindication. <laughs> yeah. But those guys were everywhere. This guy is has been, rep been reported by three people. Yeah. Three people. So to say he hoaxed it, I, 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 don't, I say no. But if he got pranked, maybe it was just well-timed. Maybe the two people in, in Texas were inconsequential maybe yeah but if i'm pranking but, you i'm gonna eventually tell you hey buddy you well, know that nervous breakdown you I, had over that recorded voice that was me i got your ass yeah i mean to never say to him no. well who, who's who's to say that hasn't happened he we again yeah there's nothing on this in the last what 10 years but these type of phone calls have been reported before this is not the only case that I found. Um, there was a Reddit page led me down a rabbit hole, but to try to find it was a woman who said she was contacted by an alien, but I could not find every 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 lead that I I uh, investigated came up with a four oh four page not found. Imagine that. Yeah. Don't you love that? I think sometimes when I do my research on the company's dime. I think that that's Big Brother going, hey, stupid. Yeah. 
But anyway, I promise you, if people were monitoring phone, uh, monitoring internet activity at work, I'd be long gone. Yeah. But I did find. While we're banking on you, people. <laughs> I did find another wonderful uh, case. And this guy's name is Jack Sarfati. 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 And I'm just going to. I, or as we than, say it down here in Georgia, that's old Jack Sarfati. Sarfati. That's exactly. Uh, <laughs> laugh all you want, but that's exactly how I presented yeah. it to him. That's exactly how it <laughs> I is. said Sarfati. He's like, no. It's probably Sarfati. 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 So. <laughs> I mean, he's got a little Irish in him. But uh, uh, unfortunately, none of this was recorded and. Sarfati, it happens to be a famous quantum physicist, so he's a very smart man. And we found on the, I found on the website stuff.co.nz that he himself has had similar instances. And I'm unfortunately just going to read straight off from the website about what happened to him when he was 13. All right, before you get started, though, I want to interrupt and say that this man... How dare you interrupt me? ...has published a paper... How dare you, sir? ...postulating that the entire universe was created in the future. So... Wait, say that one more time. Run he has published a paper uh-huh. postulating that the universe, the entire universe... Okay. ...was created in the future. So, to say that he's a famous quantum physicist... He's a brain. What are we doing today, brain? <laughs> Taking over the world, same Pinky. Thing, same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> All right, so... Try to take over the world. Now, yes, we will... So, is it... So, what we're... Li- I don't know. I'm so, not even going to get into that. That's just yeah. effed up. Some of, the, some of the things in quantum physics and... Uh, you couldn't relative- make it up if you were on LSD. <sighs> Episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. All right, go ahead. This occurred when he was 13. All right. So he says, and I quote, I was reading a book on a computer switching on, on computer switching circuits at home when the phone rang. I answered it, and I heard a strange sequence of clunking mechanical sounds. Then a metallic-sounding voice comes on the line. A cold mechanical voice is the only way I can describe it. It gives a long series of numbers that I did not understand and then calls me Jack and says that it is a conscious computer on board a spacecraft. It may have said it was from the future, but I am not sure. However, that was the implication of what it said. Anyway, it says I've been selected to be one of 400 young receptive minds to be part of a special project, but that I must make the choice myself. The voice on the phone told me that I would begin to meet the others and I was to work I was to work with in 20 years. I was scared and everything in me screamed to say no and hang up. I felt a strong jolt of electricity go up my spine, go to the base of my skull and heard myself say yes. I was terrified and fascinated. The voice said good. Go out on your fire escape and we will send a ship to pick you up in 10 minutes. When I hung up I ran like a bat out of hell and found my friend, Winky, who is now a homicide detective in Brooklyn. We and a few other kids went back to my apartment to wait for flying saucers, but it never came. So that was in his own words, but years later, Jack's mother came across an account of Yuri Geller, alleged contact by a conscious computer aboard a spacecraft, which mirrored... Sarfati's experience, even to the details. She said, quote, This sounds just like all those phone calls you got when you were a kid. 
and said, I was stu-. Sarfati said, I was stunned. I only remembered one phone call. I still only remember one phone call. But Millie told me there were many calls over a three-week period. She said, I was walking around the whole time glassy-eyed. Finally, she picked up the phone and listened out of concern for me. She heard the cold maniacal voice, mechanical voice, and she told it to quit bothering me and stop calling. So the calls stopped. So. Wow. That is strange. So, yeah. First of all, the strangest part is he has a friend that's a detective named Winky in Brooklyn. <laughs> if Winky ain't 6'3", about 285, yeah, he's getting his ass whipped every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Winky the detective. Sounds... Hey, Winky, come here. That, I bet he's got one eye. That's I bet the, he's got a lazy eye. That's the same... Uh... Hey, what's wrong with your eye there, Winky? <laughs> <laughs> so, it mentioned... I'm just a little sidebar. It mentioned Yuri Geller who is a famous uh, mysticist or magician or whatever. That he claims, bend them spoons? He claims to be a genuine, has genuine powers to bend spoons, to... to he done bent them spoons. To, to find things telepathically and all that kind of stuff. But of course, just like all of them... The, Guess what? The amazing James Randi uh, debunked all of that shit. All of that shit. But people still follow him. So these calls that Mr. Sarfati had changed his life. Okay, so on that same website, it says that not only is he a genius-level physicist, but his theories were used in Terminator 2 and 12 Monkeys and were parodied as the time-traveling Dr. Emmett Brown, my favorite. Back to the future. Something's got to be done about your kids. Well, I've got to tell you something. <laughs> I couldn't look at a Volkswagen bug, uh, not bug, but a Volkswagen van that was white, think, not thinking there were Iranians in there going to gun me down after that movie. Correct. Okay, so the point is, is this gentleman received similar phone calls from a mechanical voice. So it's not the only case of this happening. But let's get back on track with Gary. What do we think happened well, I, let's. So there's there's two sides, real or not, real or fake. I feel like on get from Gary's standpoint, this is real. I agree. I I, I think that if some, if it's a hoax, I don't think Gary's involved. I think it was, if if it's not real, it is a prank perpetrated on him. I don't yes. think he's involved in it. But let's assume for a moment, because that's the point of this whole damn thing. Well, hold on now. You know what they say about assuming. Yeah, well, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> let's make an ass out of you and me. I do it every day. Every day. Every day. So, out of me? You make an ass out of me every day? Every damn day. Every day. All right. So let's assume it's real. Let's talk about it from that aspect. It... <sighs> I'm going to side on the on the, I'm going to take the side of the men in black. It's going to be the men in black. He his father and his uncle have seen something that they can't explain. He is in the air force, so maybe they know that he might know something he's not supposed to. 
Yeah, but he's part of a medical work group. I mean, he's not even... If he was on a flight deck or, or something like that, maybe. But I don't get the... Well, I don't know. You may be on to something. I mean, medically, they could have been tasked with something that they, you know, he may have said, he may have had a, a comment that... He may have got on somebody's radar. He may have said something to someone about his father's sighting, or he may have... He just may have got on their radar, you know. But the two gentlemen in the airport, like he said, were very normal people. Yeah, and they didn't stand out. They're not they, your typical MIB no, types. If you know anything about the MIBs, you know that they are, for lack of a better word, weird as shit. Yeah. They typically have no hair. They typically talk in weird... Uh, they very have, pale. Yeah, very pale. Have weird mannerisms. Talk in a way that's not normal, so... To be so secretive, they tend to stand out <laughs> when you ex when you uh, experience them in real life. So, so that I I am curious to know what the two people in the airport, who do they work for? What was the the airport and the airplane? What was the point of that? And what what was the meaning of of the actual calls? I mean, they're clearly. Most MIB cases, they are receiving a clear warning to stop that, that you did basically. not see this. Yeah. Do not speak about it again, or else. And that's just not what what is happening here. He is getting very cryptic messages, even telling him to keep, you know, look into the skies, look near Orion, and so. Even if it is the men in black, it doesn't fit that the stereotypical uh, contact with the men in black. So, what else could it be? I, I don't know. I guess you know the only thing that could you could tie it to would be another case of an episode, or not an episode, an incident of Mirage Men, where, you know, there's a documentary about um, the government exploited a, a man's um, fascination with UFOs. Mm -hmm. And he basically was being fed this this misinformation. But it goes back to, would they do that to someone that's already in the service that has never had a sighting himself? I don't know. I just... Okay. Well, I mean, so the calls came in as a warning. And for, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, it's the Richard Doty case. Uh, Richard Doty basically fed this, this guy that was paranoid as hell all this strange strange information and it, I think it I think if I remember correctly it led the guy to killing himself oh really I think now I could be completely wrong and it won't be the last time <laughs> but if you've never seen the documentary Mirage Men I, I highly highly recommend it but anyway well if you accept that these calls are real that there is it is it is a real event there's a warning. That very beginning of it, he's telling it. He's not a warning, but he's telling him, you are being impersonated by the other voice. 
Who's what's the other voice? Is it a clone? He was he contacted his friend. He contacted his friend and his friend said, I've already talked to you. Yeah. Who was the person that contacted the friend? Is that Is that the the vo- the other voice? Yeah, I mean well of is course, this a, of yeah, course like that's you said, the other voice. I mean, is this a warning? Who is that? Is the the mechanical caller the person doing that? Did he contact his friend? Is it a clone? And now he's getting some sort of warning from Yeah, I could see it being a warning. This is someone that has this voice is someone that has been observing Gary's family and there's two instances of um his family having um sightings and so then they are aware of someone impersonating him so they're calling Gary to say you know beware of the other voice you're being impersonated by the other voice I could see that line of thinking I mean but again WTF (laughs) yeah I mean what the fuck I mean it's it's and I mean what is going on I would like to take this time to introduce you to the fucker scale. <laughs> and this is something that we have thought about because if you have paid any attention to the first two episodes of our podcast, we have a lot of WTF moments in our research. And so we've decided, kind of like the Richter scale, we're going to come up with our own WTF scale. And it's called me called the fucker scale. Because we're really, really forward thinking and don't copy anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so as we as we sit here at this moment, the There's gonna be more. WTF Rick Fuckter scale, not Richter, Fuckter scale <laughs> is pegging out at about twenty two. Well, that would be the highest. Yeah, so far. The highest rated one high. so far. In three episodes, 22. Yeah. And you may ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen, how high does the WTF scale go? There's no limit. There is no limit. There are no limits to this scale. Because every single time, every case that we choose in our research, in our text conversations back and forth, that just is the prevailing question. The fucker scale. I mean, what the fuck? Is is going on? Like we can't uh, we can't get away from it. So what is happening? Why did he receive the calls? Who was the voice? Who was the person that called his friend? Who were the two people in the airport? Who was the guy that his brother saw <laughs> driving down the road oh, in a car I just mean, like the one he had in Texas? <sighs> If you just if you throw out the phone calls, the the phone call to I mean the phone call if you throw out the phone calls that he received at his parents' house, and you only look at his younger brother saying, "Hey, dumbass, a couple of years ago you drove up beside me in your car," and he's like, "No, that car is in San Antonio," and then you take into account his friend Mike, I would still love yeah to I, have I, heard. I want to talk I want to I want to know what happened with Mike. I want to see. I want to hear those. Did phone he call calls. Mike back after that call? Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, know. you. T- uh, 
Well, once we get to it, I'm going to burst the, the phone call bubble. I'm going <gasps> to. I hate to do it, but I'm going to. No, coach, don't do it. But you're right. If those events took place, all those events took place, take away the phone calls, it's still insane what's going on. It is. So, I still, at the end of the day, you know, if, you know, my final thought is it could be a hoax. Someone could be fucking with Gary. You know. I just don't think he is a part of it. You know me being the gullible and hopeful person I can be about these mysteries. I will not accept that it's a hoax. I won't do it. But, on that note. Here it comes, boys. I have to put a big piece of information in the side of hoax. Someone on Reddit took the fourth phone call and sped it up. Why not all four of them? I don't know. I wish they did all four of them because I would like to hear the third phone call where he's very quiet and you just barely can hear him. And he seems so out of energy. I would love to hear that phone call sped up. But all we have is the fourth phone call sped up. And when you speed it up, the voice on the other end no longer sounds mechanical. No longer sounds like a robot. It sounds very normal. So take a listen to this. Yes, can I ask why you're calling? Can I please ask? Yes, this is. Yes, that is me. Say that again. Okay, um, what branch of the government? 
what uh, what should I do? actually the uh, the fourth call first and then the first call second and uh, yeah when you hear it sped up very normal sounding voice soft spoken still and it, doing research you'll see that people try to claim that that's Gary on the other end that is not Gary no there's no way but I mean it doesn't it, it's okay so that is a normal voice, sped up. It is slowed down on the tape. He, on Gary's calls, it is slowed down. That is not... I think that's undeniable. And to what I'm saying about the... I hate... I don't even like, I don't even like entertaining the idea of a hoax. I don't <laughs> like it. I am visibly uncomfortable saying that this might not be true. But... You have to point out, this is February, what, 8th? 8th and 9th, yeah. 8th and 9th, 1993. Something came available at Toys R Us on November 20th, 
Teddy Ruxpin? 1992. <laughs> no, but I did have a Teddy Ruxpin, and I love that damn thing. My brother had one. He I had the, the little bug that went with it. Don't get me off track. Okay, I'm sorry. I've had too many of these Brooklyn. If you start getting me off track, we'll have a damn toy show before, okay, before you know it. Join us next week for our Teddy Ruxpin podcast. Um, right after our Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just branching off. But November 20th, 1992, a movie is released that I saw in theaters twice. Twice? Twice. 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 <laughs> and uh, to go along with that movie, they released a toy at Toys R Us. And ladies and gentlemen, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, premieres. And the talk boy. Talk boy. The talk boy becomes available at Toys R Us. What is special about the talk boy, you might ask? Well, it is a recorder with a microphone, and it has a special feature. And that special feature is the ability to change your voice by slowing it down down we're gonna have to readjust the factor scale that's 23 so if you are going to hoax someone if you're going to prank them and you don't want them to recognize your voice But I go back to you got, you got you now have the ability the the ability to do so with a cheap, relatively cheap uh, kids toy. True, but I go back to I still don't feel like it's Gary. Gary has any knowledge of this? I one hundred percent believe that Gary has nothing to do with this. And I also will go as far as to say that. Unless Gary is living under a rock that someone has not sent him the Reddit link that shows this sped up call mm-hmm. to ask him, hey, do you recognize this voice that has been sped up to normal speed? And I would like to know. Okay, so I thought that I came across, I came up with a very brilliant thing because I just read on the talk boy that it could s- decrease the speed when you hit the slow feature the playback speed of what you recorded is at 76% so I went on a mad tear of oh, <laughs> I'm not going to call it drunk math but I am going to call it inebriated <laughs> buzzed math let's call it <laughs> buzz math so I furiously scribbled on this piece of paper and I figured out that when you listen to the uh, fourth call sped up. It comes in at a time of 2 minutes and 47 seconds. The original call is 3 minutes and 55 seconds. Has a difference of 68 seconds. Which is? 28% difference. And if you look at... If you look at the talk boy... It, it will is, reduce it, the yeah. normal speech to 76%. Yes. The, so we're looking the, at a plus The playback speed... Of the the original call, the play it is a difference of twenty eight percent between the sped up call and the and the regular call. The talk boy should only be able to reduce your speech by twenty four percent. So if we're making a big assumption that whoever is behind this just hit play on the talk boy and let it play, that that doesn't match up. Now did did he? 
it or whatever, hit stop. But okay, and rewound going, when the whirring sound. But the whirring sound was on the third phone call. No, it was on the fourth. The okay. only time we hear, we physically hear the whirring sound is on the fourth phone. Is call. on the fourth phone call. But my thing is, if you're going on the hoax theory, then you have to say that if I'm the hoaxer, I have recorded all of these questions, all of my whole, the whole transcript of yeah. what the voice says. Yes. I've recorded all of that. Yes. And then somehow I'm so inept at fast forwarding, pausing, rewinding, whatever, away from the phone receiver that I can rewind fast forward to the next one that I want. Is it impossible? No. Is it improbable? Yes. Because I want to say if you are hoaxing this you are not going to have that kind of mechanical recording technology at your disposal. Because if you do, then you've got a lot of fucking time on your hands and you are a bored son of a bitch. Well, that's true. But the fact of, the fact that it's a 4% difference, I am certainly in no condition to try to do this math. But when we account for the whirring sound, it's only evident in the fourth phone call. That's the only time you hear it. And it's so, only two, two instances. Yes. And when the whirring sound occurs, he repeats himself. Yeah, but is it long enough to rewind it and repeat itself? I think so. Is that enough to make up that 4% difference? Is the, rewind, no. is the rewinding? It's three seconds. Tops. But I'm, we're talking... We're talking... Uh... Here's what I Three have minutes real- and 55 seconds. Yeah, but here's what I have realized in doing this podcast <laughs> and editing all of our bullshit. There is a lot of time. There's a lot of speech that occurs during an actual second of recording. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about a plus or minus of, I'll even give you eight seconds, that's not going to give you the percentage... That you're looking for. Okay, according to my math, 1% of 3 minutes and 55 seconds is 4 seconds. Okay? So, to make that up... What was the what was the line that was to repeated? Make, to make up, the, it was... Um, he said... Uh, Are you weak? Uh, no, he said... To visit the many, to be contacted as the same with you. And then you hear uh, whirring. That's two seconds. And to visit the many, to be contacted as the same with you. He repeats it. Two seconds. Okay. And so he does say, beware government interference. You do not hear the whirring. Yes, you do. You hear. He says, beware government interference, and there's whirring sound on the line. And then he says, beware government interference. He repeats himself. So, you said 1% was 4 seconds. 4 That's seconds. So, we're talking 16 seconds to make up that difference. Mm. And this is hard. I don't think we're going to do any more math. <laughs> no more math cases. No. But... No. But so I still don't think a it, total of sixteen seconds needs to be made made up to to 
put that in the exact time frame of the talk boy. So it's possible that it was, but probable, probable. It, it if on. you'd had three beers and said, "Hey, man, let's go fuck with Gary," but at <laughs> <laughs> hey, my son got this new dog boy the other I day. Mean, honestly, I'm on fuck with Gary. Well, <laughs> I apologize. No, I want. I, I just. What's the thought process behind somebody going this elaborate? Maybe it is. Maybe it's Stephen though. I would love to hear Stephen's voice. Because when you hear that voice, it is definitely not Gary. It is not Gary. But I will go as far as it's not even a New York accent. You know who we need to bring in on this? Our boy Hodge. (laughs) Uh, Genius level. I do not. If I ever turn him on this podcast, he may cuss us. I'm not. I'm not ever going to say this is hoax because I don't want it to be. I want it to be real. But you got to you have to account for that. You do. You have to account for that and I'm sure someone much smarter than us could put that real math together there. And honestly, I could be completely wrong with my math. But well, here's the other thing though. I go back to do I believe it's 100% real? I think Gary has no inclination. He is genuine on his side of those phone calls. I agree. I will agree with that. I don't think Gary's involved. I will go one further. I will say ego in 90% of, I will even say 90% of New Yorkers, friends. How many New Yorkers do you know? One? Yeah, but look, look, yeah, but they're braggadocious. But based on him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're very braggadocious. But my thing, hell, let's just go 90% of America. If you're going to fuck with your friends, how long are you going to let them go? A month? Six months? Are you going to let it take root on the internet before you go, hey, man, before you make a total ass of yourself? My boy... Got one in there talk things, and we fucked with you when you was up there at your parents' house. Well, it's possible that that happened. How are you going to sleep on that? I'm going to tell you something. If I pulled that off on you, within six months, I'd be like, Coach, let me tell you something. you have to admit. It's possible. That that it's possible that the person behind it did, in fact, spill the beans. To Gary they, later. To Gary later, and it's just not me. And Gary's like, fuck it, I'm not going out. Yeah, Gary's just like, you're an asshole, and just never said anything, never corrected the only the three people that have reported oh, on him. I just don't, I don't know, though. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, he had, I mean, Gary has been interviewed. He, the, the, the guy from Normal Paranormal interviewed him. I would the, love the two, to, anybody that has read that guy's book. The two other people have interviewed him, and he guy? never said that it was a hoax. He never said that... But maybe he knows and just didn't decide to say screw it, you know. I'm not. Uh, let's play along with it. Let I'm. He didn't try to make money off of it. But maybe these he he had these tapes. Maybe he's like, hey, let's go screw with these people at this MUFON conference. Let's just you know, I'm gonna approach Raj somebody. Man. <sighs> Coming back to my Raj Man theory. Yeah, I just. Uh, I don't buy it though. 
All right, so anybody... I want I want it to be real. I I really do. I, I it's real. Yeah. Anybody that has uh, read the Spectrum by Justin Bamforth, and please leave us a message on our Instagram or our Twitter at Mysterious Brews on both of them. And I, again, I love this case. This case fascinates me. Well, I think Beyond it's fascinating belief. because there's so many. So I, I would just. What I, the fuck? Yeah, I mean, there's so many of them. If it's real, and I'm not gonna say it's a hoax, you're not gonna get me to say it. But you have, you cannot ignore. You cannot ignore, the the toy that was released, three months and some odd weeks beforehand. Yeah. That has the capability of doing that. You That's just true. can't ignore that. But at the same time. Maybe maybe that person did use that, but they were the, the 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 information provided was still valid. They just didn't want him to know it was them. Maybe he still said, "Look, you're being impersonated. Somebody's taking your identity. Somebody has called your friend, pretended to be you. Somebody drove your somebody uh trick car just like yours. Had tricked your brother. Uh, just beware. Maybe it was a valid warning used through that device. You can't ignore the talk boy. You just can't. <laughs> no, you can't. I go 75% true, 25% hoax. I think I'm going to have to... Uh, uh, you going higher or lower? See, every every fiber of my being... 90-10. Wants to go 90-10, <laughs> but I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I agree 100% that Gary did not was not aware of what yeah, was I going think we're, on. Yeah, I think we're both 100% in agreement that yeah. Gary is on the innocent side of any elaborate hope. Yes. But I'm going to have to agree with you. It's about 75-25 because the rational side of me and the practical side would go very much higher. But the hopefulness and yeah. the childlike wonder inside of my soul will not accept hoaxes. They just won't. Everything's real to me, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. Don't you dare tell him uh, Santa Claus ain't real. Don't you do it. But if you're still with us and you do enjoy this podcast, please, we are very passionate about this. We do love this. We are trying desperately to make it better. Constructive criticism. We would is what love we're some constructive for. criticism if you will contact us on our Instagram or our Twitter, our Twitter, both at Mysterious Brews. Please give us a. Please give us some feedback. I mean, if you want to troll, that's fine. We'll take that too. But if you have some sort of idea that you you could give us to make it better, or if you have any recommendations on products that we should be using. If you have, <laughs> and you would like to donate those said products, uh, well, I was going to say if you have a case that you think would be entertaining for two fucking rednecks in rural Georgia to talk about in de- in far greater length than uh, my wife would approve of, yes, mine too. <laughs> please let us know and just give us a holler, and it, I would probably say it's on my list. I don't know the format of. The way we choose topics is uh, we both have very different tastes in what we find fascinating. So the first episode, I was fortunate enough to choose the topic. Last episode, Arlo chose it. And today, again, this was mine. So we will be covering one of his. 
honestly, if someone presents me on Twitter or uh, Instagram. Yeah, we're not getting any love on Twitter. No, God, no. Please follow (laughs) us on Twitter. I'm in charge of the Twitter. He's in charge of the Instagram, and he is kicking my ass right now. (laughs) I have a whole six followers. (laughs) So please look us up on Twitter and let me know. If someone does, I honestly think if someone goes out of their way to let us know, we may – it may not be the next couple episodes, but we might stop the presses. Yeah, we might put you on the fast track. And – uh. Put you on the fast track and do do your uh, do your episode very soon. But I will say, people <laughs> did enjoy our pronunciation of Loyola. I see. I can't. Even, I still can't do it. Loyola. 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 Yeah. yeah. We spent. A we whole, still can't say. Yeah, we spent we a whole. Can. We paused it and spent a whole four minutes trying to figure that shit yeah. out. But they did appreciate. It's just tongue tying. Two retards. Okay, so let's wrap this oh, up. That was politically incorrect. Please. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and let us give us some. Please give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. But again, we always leave you with uh, um, recommendations. Uh, I, I think that's a good thing. Try to spread out the the love for uh, other people doing um, podcasts, YouTube's, whatever you know. My recommendation this week, along with coaches, we have a. A double whammy is please visit normalparanormal.org when and it's the creepy calls from a strange entity. He does a phenomenal job on this case. I would recommend Midnight in the Desert YouTube. It's on Darkness Radio slash Midnight in the Desert. You can find them at midnightinthedesert.com. It is a syndicated radio so- show. So it's a radio show. Radio show. <laughs> It's approximately 25 minutes. They uh, interview Justin and about this case, and he does an extremely wonderful job. So to take a page from Coach's book, yeah, I just jumped on the YouTube train. Man, that's my that's my that's my expertise, bro. You stay off my you stay off my thing. I've, I am well established. Two episodes in that I yeah, I'm the whole U- two episodes. I'm the YouTube guy. So. I'll just get off our... Back off my turf, sir. Okay. My recommendation comes from YouTube. (laughs) Shocker there. And it is Night Terrors. It is the page Night Terrors with your host, Bill Madden. He releases videos every Thursday, and he does it. He tells of strange stories. He tells of time travelers, the treasure of Oak Island... The mystery of Tupac, uh, digging up giants. He's got so many things. The last thing uh, he did was the uh, UFO crash in Texas, Aurora 1897 of Ned the Alien, which we may in fact cover. Because of that video itself, I put it on my list. I'd never heard of it before. You've never heard of that? I'd never heard of Ned the Alien. Seriously? I I really hadn't. And that's amazing. It's a good video. But what fascinates me about the man... Is just how he talks and how he presents it. He just stares you right in the face. Stone, stone face doesn't change his tone, doesn't change anything. And he's got a wonderful speaking voice. So check that out if you like weird stuff. But if you don't like weird stuff, and why mysteries, the hell are you listening to us? How can you be this far into this podcast? So That's right. this is right up your alley. So give him a like, give him a follow, and check out his stuff. I'm looking at his page right now and. 
every single video it says I've watched. I've watched every single video he's ever put out. Every single one of them. So give him a uh give him a like and follow, please. I am Arlo, and that over there is the man, the myth, the legend, the coach. That'd be me. Deuces! <laughs>